Previously on Dark Road Travels, Agents of Shark. Carrie Cassidy, you were on a business trip. I was at an Uh, alien convention. There is a gentleman outside smoking a cigarette. Uh, Name is Walter. Carrie Cassidy, you uh, Mm. you might know me. I'm a pretty pretty well known in certain circles for uh, my alien research. Walter's wearing sort of a long trench coat, and he seems to be walking a little bit weirdly. He's happy to see you. Denver, he, he walks up, and he's like, Greta, what, what, what's going on, baby? And she just clocks him again and knocks him out. You look into her eyes, there's just like coldness in there now. There's, there's, no, there's no recognition, there's no warmth. Soulless. All right, well, I'm just going to call out to him and say, uh, hey, did you hear that? What's, what, is there something going on up here? Shit, Carrie, uh, uh, oh, hell yeah, we're in trouble. Young Vader's knocked out. Oh, did you get handsy or something? Damn. Who the fuck are you? Name's Crawford. Agent Crawford. Fuck are you doing shooting her? Not what you think. You notice the blood isn't red. It's like, sort of like a grayish red. That, that's not normal looking blood that just splattered all over the back wall and I looked in Greta's eyes and they were blank like soulless blank you put her down her body sort of transforms I just stuck my dagger in a friend of mine that turned out not to be a friend of mine it turned out to be some weird ass beast that's an alien that's right up your alley man this is just like Sao Paulo all over again, man. You hear Walter come in behind you. He's like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, that's an understatement of the year. A, you may be killing my best friend. That was not your best friend. True, but she's not here, so she's dead. So whatever that was, I killed that. That was imitating my best friend, and my best friend's not here, so she's probably dead because that's probably killed her and ate her and took her soul and became that some way or something. I fucking don't know. He kind of puts his hand up. like, take a breath. <sighs> I. It's true, your friend may be dead, but... She might not be. We don't know. Uh, these doppelgangers, for lack, lack of a better word, um, they tend to keep their, the people that they mimic around uh, alive so they can get information from them um, to help you know, sell their image. Um, just because she's not here doesn't mean she's she's not somewhere. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, how's your friend over there? Nodding to Janvier, who kind of seems to be slipping in and out of consciousness. Well, she knocked the sh- Well, I'm sorry. It knocked the shit out of him. Yeah, kind of a glass he, he, jaw he, there. He's a little guy, so you know he doesn't have. He's got a glass jaw. Um. So, yeah, I think he'll be okay. He just needs to chill for a little bit. He'll be sore for a few days, I'm sure. 
Yeah. So prior to today, when's the last time either of you actually talked to Greta? I've been out of town for the last uh, couple of weeks, so it's 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 been a while. What, what, I think a week, maybe. We got the when when did we get the invite? I mean, I don't remember. It's probably. I'll say a week ago. It's yeah, kind of a rough. spur of the moment thing. Yeah, about six days ago, something like that. About a week ago. Yeah. And she invited us to this party. It was actually five days, so it was after you talked to her last. But, um, yeah, so, okay. And do you know where, and I, since we don't have a, a character for Gabby yet, do you know where To Be Determined is? Have you, have you heard from them lately? Uh, uh, no, actually, no, I haven't. Not, not lately. Hmm. All right. Well, they they have a tendency to do a lot of traveling. You know, she likes to go wherever and travel and sightsee. She likes the beach, and so yeah, that's kind of typical for this mm-hmm. period. And she'll show up here for you know two, two three weeks, month, month and a half, two months. You know, it just depends. Hang out and you know other things, but then she'll just take off again. Jet setting, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Okay. And then as he's he's pondering for a second some another couple of people come in uh, again kind of wearing white coats but these look more like sort of medically personnel and they he kind of steps aside and they walk over and they they help up Janvier and, and start walking him out. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you taking him? He's fine? Yeah, he's he's fine. He'll be fine. These are just paramedics. Just going to take him out to have give him a look at it. It looks like he may be concussed. Uh, he's, we, we're not going to drive him anywhere. They're just going to check him out uh, with their equipment. It's, it's, it's uh. okay. I give you my word. No, no nothing bad will befall him. Okay. Uh. Okay. You can insight him if you want to. Yeah, I feel like this is insight. Insight check worthy. Yeah, you you both tend to believe what he's saying. I mean, he's again, he's got got that officious tone. And then he, he kind of points to the window, and you can kind of see the ambulance out there. Okay. It's 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 sort of unmarked. It's not like a it doesn't have the the big lights on it, but you can kind of tell. You see, they have the the back towards the the house, and you can kind of see inside. And they bring Gander in there, and you can still kind of see him. So you you feel like okay, this is fine. Um, All right. They're like shining the light in his eyes and. And all that kind of shit that normally people do when they get concussed. And he he takes a seat. It's like, well, I kind of wanted to have this um, conversation differently. But I guess 
this will have to do. How much do either of you know about ley lines? About what? Ley lines. Well, I'll uh, I'll have you know that I uh, have completed at least three online courses on ley lines in my work in the field of alienology. So that you know what they are. Yes. What is your understanding? Well, see these these ley lines are these they're these lines that uh, are throughout the world, and it's known that uh, where these lines cross is uh, they're they're places of power. If I'm remembering my free courses right. Yeah, it's it's generally the the gist. So. The theory is that there is a an energy um, that exists, um, sort of. I I hate to use the word because it it comes off corny, but you could almost say magic. That's not really the correct term, but we'll use it. There's a uh, there's a there's how can I put this? Are you familiar with the multiverse theory? Different existences, sort of residing next to each other. Um, different realities. Sure, this all tracks. So, there's a theory that there are of these different realities. And I'm not a scientist, so you'll have to forgive my layperson explanation of this. But some realities are more um, distinct than others, whereas some are fairly close, you know, where there might be just subtle differences um, between one and the next. And there's sort of a veil between these closer realities that keeps them separate. And he's kind of doing hand gestures, like, you know, as he's doing this, trying to explain this. As I'm sitting here doing that, as I'm trying to explain it. Um... (laughs) But if he's in person, we would know this, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, that's why we have to get the DRT con going. Um, and in some places, the veil between these realities is thinner than others, and allowing some energy to, you know, sort of course between the two, and that's. Magic, I guess, for lack again, lack of a better word. And we've mapped some of these these areas, and um, well, that's kind of uh, going beyond the pale. Um, and what we've 
what we found or what we ex- suspect is that there are places where the veil has actually been pierced and things have moved from one reality to another. And case in point, the, the creature upstairs, um, you may think of it as an alien um, that technically may be the correct term, but maybe not from outer space kind of alien but definitely more than from across the border kind of alien. Uh, at least borders as we know it. Um, which kind of brings me to you lot. Um, we have our um, big brains have further hypothesized that there are some people along these ley lines who may have certain genetic predispositions to maybe um, absorb some of that energy, manifest some of that energy in various ways. Um, And for whatever reason, your names... Uh, came up as likely um, likely people to fall into that category. So I was sent here to sort of investigate and see if there's anything to verify that. Um, and But I was not expecting to find what I found upstairs. That was a little bit of a shocker. So that uh, that's very concerning. But I would I guess we're here to you know, see how you if it's true, if you guys are somehow able to tap this energy and if so you know Maybe recruit you to help us investigate other instances, you know, where there may be incursions from this other dimension or other anomalies that cannot be explained with current um, science. I know this is a lot to take in. I'm not, again, I'm not a scientist, so I'm probably not explaining this super well, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. And he kind of looks at you as if pausing to see if you have any uh, questions. Well, this is uh, this is kind of a lot, but it is it is good to know that uh, I'm finally getting some recognition for the for the truth that I post on my blog. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd quite go that far. Uh, I've read your blog. Um, yeah. The truth uh, is maybe not what you expect, but there is definitely something other natural that's that's going on. And you lot seem to be more somehow tuned to it. Uh, 
And maybe that's why your friend was taken. I'm really confused now. I understand. I'm I used understand. to ones and zeros. Ones and zeros make sense to me. But and again, maybe this is all nothing but ones and zeros. And the code crashed together that caused this. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting theory I have now. Maybe there's some twos thrown in there. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I can't say for sure how this, you know, force or whatever, this energy will manifest within you or how you, what your connection to it is or how that will look like. But we're certainly, you know, open to helping you explore that. And I reached down, I check my balls when he says the force and manifest. I look, reach down, check my balls, and it's not getting bigger. Um, uh, yeah. So, how? Uh, Any? It's like so. What do you guys think? You, are you interested in exploring this? It seems like a way to get closer to the truth. Yeah. Yeah, we we definitely can do that. That's our that's our goal is to is to find the truth. You know, we've truth is out there. The X Files theme song kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> we've uh our organization has been around for a long time, you know, investigating supernatural things or allegedly supernatural things. You know, 99% of it, you know, it's just some schmo. You know, Do you know Muller or Scully? <laughs> uh, they were before my time. That's 1990, man. That's, that, this is, you know... This is the beginning of them. <laughs> actually, I think this is a little bit before them, actually, at 1990. Yeah, this has been before X-Files. Sorry, I digress. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I see. Uh, I, look, I was like... Yeah, we were, we're planning a television show to uh, tell our story and make it look <laughs> fake. Um, oh. Propaganda. <laughs> Just well, you know, we've we've investigated things in the past. You know, we've been around for a while. You know, ninety nine percent of it is just some schmuck on a field making circles, uh, or somebody with a stamp, you know, making footprints out in the in the forest. And but you know, it's but now lately that point one percent has really started to. Uh, Scare the crap out of people, and we may think that there's something, and you know, especially when you consider what was upstairs, and that's not normal. I don't know how oh, to explain that. I agree. So, so what I kind of propose is, you know, we will help you find your friend. At the same time, maybe you can help us investigate. Some of these other situations, um, and 
you know, see if we can find any other clues that might lead us to some greater understanding and and hopefully the location of your friend. Uh, so when look at Carrie as I say this, you want us to work with this you as a government agency? We are a government agency. Uh, we are not. Um, how how can I put this? We are not extremely well known within government circles. We have our we have a very high level mandate, but we tend to operate in the shadows. Well, sure, take Gary. I mean, you know, look, if, if anybody's going to know about the truth, it's a secretive government agency that, uh, you know, nobody knows about. Oh, so you want to work for him? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Well, I no. guess we'll see how this relationship goes. Yeah, we, we, we'll pay Got for... Got a feeling I'm going to be in the bag in the bayou sometime soon. It won't be because of us. Uh, I don't believe that entirely. No, we just put you in a sanitarium. Yeah, well, maybe. Just discredit you and... You know, ruin your reputation. We don't need to kill you. you just make don't a joke out of you. Reputation, so. Yeah. We don't, uh. Killing! He kind of changes his. It kind of stops mid sentence. Because he just killed something upstairs. And he's like, you know. He's kind of like settles in. It's like, look, guys. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. This is the closest I've ever come to some real life shit. You know, it's you know doing this for so long. It you know you kind of feel like a joke after a while. This is some serious stuff. What happened upstairs? That's not normal. There's there's definitely something going on. And we have an opportunity to put our eyes on it and to prevent it from doing whatever kind of nasty shit that it's it's trying to do. You convinced and, us. We said we're yeah. in. All right. And, I mean, you guys are probably more uniquely qualified than anyone. Uh, so uniquely qualified. Like I said, I you heard that in a long time. You have skills that maybe you know other people just don't have. 
he goes, here, let me sh let me show you something. And he lays out. He he plops down this map, and he's like, these are the ley lines that we know of, or that we've we estimate. Now, if you look at these, they tend to correspond to old highways that were built along old trade routes of the you know, the Native Americans, you know, which were, you know, built off of old footpaths, you know, and, and you keep going back, it's like there's something about these these lanes, these lines that have drawn people, you know, for you know, throughout history, right? Um and we we think you know that these are you know the 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 primary ones that that we've we've been able to identify um there could be more and that doesn't mean there's power in between them but these are the ones that our scanners have been most significantly able to to pinpoint um Now, what we need is, you know, we're going to set you up with some, some identities or some documents, some credentials, if you will. Uh, I guess probably the easiest would be to maybe give you some FBI credentials. They're the easiest to forge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you you know. And we will uh, help you. Uh, we'll try to help you find your friend. And then as other things come up, we'll send you to various places to investigate and see what you can come up with. Oh, you should be heading over to was that Indianapolis there, it looks like? St. Louis, Indianapolis there? Or there's a three of them all together? Yeah, St. Louis. It's, you think that arch is there by accident? Um, but that's kind of bigger picture. We Just because we know that these energies are there doesn't mean there's anything particularly happening. Where, 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 where are we at, actually, now? I'm going to say you're in the Northeast, also the New England area. Okay. Um, I, I've been working on a, a campaign map, but I haven't finished it yet. Uh, no problem. I was just so, curious. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we'll call it, uh, we'll call it the Northeast. Um, so, what, you know, as we, as we identify, Cases, you know, we'll send them your way. Uh, send you to investigate as we can, and we actually do have one uh, that has going to check out after here. Uh, but since we've 
we've had this conversation. I might as well send you two. I, I don't think your friends are going to be fit to travel for a little while. But uh, when he's when he's better, we'll we'll send him to join you, and we'll see if we can find your your other friend. She can't be too far away, or too hard to track down. And then, and while you're working on these cases, we'll devote our, our resources to finding Greta and help you find her, and, and hopefully, maybe you'll even find some clues yourself. Um, so it's a a win-win partnership, hopefully. So, dude, you don't have to sell it to us anymore. We don't say yes. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know, I just want you to know that I'm I'm with you guys. I'm not trying to screw you over here. Um, uh, okay. All right. So he goes. All right. So. He, he goes, hold on one second. So he walks out, and as you watch him go outside, he he comes back with a briefcase. And in that as, briefcase, as he goes out the door, I, I quickly look over at Carrie and go, "He's gonna fuck us the first chance he gets." <laughs> yeah, probably, but you know. We'll just we'll just be in there long enough to to get the deeds about these. Aliens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got you. All right. So he comes back, and he he's got a case with them. He pulls out a file. He says, "All right, um, Josh Winscott." He is a a writer. Um, he writes for various magazines, and he's kind of pointing this out in front of you. And you may have heard of this guy. Um, so he writes a lot of articles on a variety of, sub- of subjects, uh, supplemented by the occasional short story. Uh, you've you're either Surfing through, you know, your hacking stuff, you may have come across stories written by this guy, um, or even some of the stuff he's written kind of ordered on some of the fringe. So Carrie might have come across it. Um, nothing that you know would dive to your level, but just sort of, you know, some of the more fanciful fiction you might have come across. Um, he recently um, inherited a house. And he's found something in there that he really wants somebody to check on. You know, and he's he made some inquiries and somehow it got routed to us. So we would like you to go uh, to the Capitol um, and check out you know what what he's found um, and we'll see you know if there's something there or if this is just some rich guy you know finding some weeble wobble that he thinks is super valuable in his basement um, so 
if uh, okay. you guys are are down. Gary? Sounds great. Do you need anything? Uh, some some weapons. In case we run into one of those things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He looks over. And he he walks over to the uh, the cabinet uh, in the room, and he pulls out some keys. Like, yeah, got this off the the creature. He opens it up, and he tosses you each some guns. Give you the parcel. Just because I created a parcel from here, I'll just give you that stuff. And we'll start here as you uh, move forward. We'll get you some more uh, impressive equipment. Okay. So you should have some weapons in the the old party sheet. Um. And I will give you each gives you each five hundred gold gold dollars for expenses. And it's like HR after when you're done with this mission, HR will be along to set you up officially. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So does that work? Lucrative. So far, yeah, I think he's got. How much gold did you have before Gellert? One seventy-five. Okay, yep. So the the gold did work. Cool. So you each got five hundred gold. So if you want to buy anything along the way, you can certainly go back to the shop and do that. Um, and oh, I remember that. All right, he gives you a the address to go, and sends you along the way. He says, "Don't worry about it here. I'll I'll clean up, and you guys can can be be along." And he also throws you the keys. I don't know if either of you have a car, so there is a. Outside, there's a. What kind of car should he have? That's ah, nice, Crown Vic. Federal. Yep, exactly. You know they all seem to drive Dutch Chargers these days. Much TV shows, anyway. But that's now. It's not then. So you all get the the old Crown Vic. Unless you have another car that, but I don't think any of you could afford one. But Jan Veer was uh, having a bike. He talked about riding his bike there, bicycle. Mm. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so I take twenty-five bullets. So it's not fifty. I didn't drag it over because of it. I wanted to leave it in a, so you can change that from fifty to twenty-five. Okay. As well, I mean, well, I mean, I'm assuming that's for, what's the ammo for the hunting rifle? Was it? Works. 
Um, and there's three. It was three weapons. Oh, so there's. Uh, I just I just realized that when I tried said what I said. We'll go forty bullets for 60, the sixty ammo. Yeah, I'll go sixty, so twenty each. Okay, so I changed mine to twenty. So there's forty left. Okay. Yes. Is Carrie gonna take? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the hunting rifle. I was thinking that was more up your line. And I guess I'll take uh, twenty bullets. Yep. How do I? How do I take a specific number? Do I type it in? Just, add, just drag, drag it open, it. and then yeah. I just add an inventory and typed in bullets. Uh, I see. And then I'll types in twenty, which you dragged. Yeah. That way, Jan Veer can have some when he wakes his ass up, if he ever wakes his ass up. And they says that, you know, when he's feeling better, they'll send him your direction. So, you, uh, take the car, and assume you drive to the capital. And, uh, you pull into the College Hill neighborhood, and it's nestled amongst other residences. Uh, you're surviving from the 18th and 19th centuries. Uh, this is a two-story house found at 79 Power Street. Uh, overgrown bushes and trees obscuring the dilapidation. Um, when you knock on the door, the, it creaks. Um, and, and it sort of creaks open. What are you going to do? We're just going to fast forward to you being on the steps of the house. Kind of guy, you talk to him. Um, let's see. Well, first thing, I guess uh, we have badges, right? Yeah. Well, so you you knock on the door, and the door just sort of creaks open, but you haven't really. You don't see the guy. Oh, oh, I misunderstood. I thought I thought we knocked on the door and and he opened and it was he was opening it. And it was, uh, yeah, that's something no, I, I thought too. No, it's open. Oh, so we we knocked on it. It just kind of opens up. Yep. Well, okay, I'm, uh, I'm gonna quietly go in. All right. I'll follow your lead. Yeah, you kind of trip over the. Uh, the door frame and kind of hit the door and knock it out. Gary was in my way. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to retcon here a second. And he, he gave you some FBI credentials, but he also gave you, in this case, this you know particular um, 
case file, um, you're also attached to the Smithsonian, which is why you're coming here instead of somebody else. So you, you have like some, you're FBI, but you're also like researchers. Mm, so, okay. Okay, so you, you walk in, you stumble in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, 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 funny. <laughs> okay. What do you see? So you, you, you see um, like a house that uh, looks like it's seen better days. It's old. Again, you know, coming, surviving from the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, it's Kind of dusty, but it looks like it's someone's been working on cleaning it up. There's you hear like maybe there's some someone banging around in the basement, maybe. Do we have this guy's name? We we do, right? Because it's in a yes, file. yes. His name was uh, Josh Winscott. Should we call it his name? Was it Winscott? Uh, Mr. Winscott? I don't know if that's such a good idea. But if he sees us, he might get pissed and start shooting. That's a good point. Uh, all right, you think it's, you think it's worth hey, the risk to let him know we're here? Well, well, don't the FBI, when they walk into somebody's house, yell out, FBI? FBI. We're investigating, so we don't want to say that though. We're we're Smithsonian, but shouldn't we? Yeah, we should just yell for his name. Well, yeah, let's yell for his name. All right. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell out, Mr. Winscott, uh, Federal Bureau of <laughs> Yeah. So when you start calling out, um. As you kind of move further in the house and start calling out, you can see tools, debris, boxes, and covered furniture strewn about the house. Um, and as you start calling out, I think she's here. Ah, hold on a second. And you kind of hear somebody trudging upstairs. And he, he comes in and he greets you. It's like, ah, finally you're here. Uh, sit down. Uh, let's have some coffee. And he lights a, a Turkish cigarette. And he like starts to explain. It's like so. Yeah, I, I inherited this old house, and uh, during uh, the restoration, I discovered a bricked-up wall in the cellar uh, that's covered up an extensive tunnel. At first, it appeared to be an old drainage system, but then I found that it connected to a larger corridor. Thinking this might have something to do with, um, you kind of like. Leans in and kind of talks, you know, in kind of hushed tones, even though there's nobody else here. Uh, so I think it might have something to do with rumored slave tunnels uh, that the uh, that the old timers um, rumored to have had. I, I had some some laborers here, uh, laborers here, but I, I sent them away because, well. 
you know, my family is just pretty well known and I have, you know, a bit of a reputation and, you know, it came to be that my, my family was tied to slave trade. That could be really bad. Uh, so before I get too excited or I get too, too crazy, I was wondering if, uh, if you guys could just kind of check it out. There's. I just want to. I just want to make sure that there's no surprises. Uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some... I mean, so in the, 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 let me ask the question, kind of backtracking a little bit, because I, I may have missed it. In in the case files, that was there any of these details? I mean, you know. What what as being from the Smithsonian, right? Yeah. Uh, what 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 in the case file dictated that we would be more suited for the Smithsonian type? I mean, is it you know are are we thinking it's more historical information? Uh, you know. I'm, well, that I, yeah, that's what he he's suggesting. Um, there's. So a notation in the file that you got from, from Crawford that suggested, that hinted at rumors of some dark things happening in this area uh, in the past, but it didn't really illuminate upon them. But it did, uh, it seemed like, you know, a discovery of some old tunnels might be something of interest. Uh, okay. And we'll say that the, the capital, um, that's just what I'm calling the city for now, um, is at one of the northeast ley line intersections. Which kind of makes it of interest. Yeah, and when you if you pressed him, even Crawford admitted that his case files or the stuff information that he receives isn't necessarily everything that they have, but it's all that okay. he can he can pass on. All right. So. So yeah, well, well, okay. Uh... Well, we're here to to look into to you know the historical aspects of this and and understand what it really is. I mean, it may you said it's a slave tunnel, but it, it could be uh, a tunnel for freedom for slaves, right? Uh, possibly. So um, you know, it could be a more of a positive thing for your family. So true. So what? Uh... Yeah, so I think I actually have a dinner engagement this evening. But uh, if you guys, and it's, it's probably like early morning when you get here, or like let's say mid morning. And he's like, well, if you guys, you know, wouldn't mind coming tomorrow morning, um, and we can, you know, take a look downstairs. And in the meantime, if you want to, you know, do some investigating. 
do some research. There's um, the Anathium. It's like a on the campus. It's a good location. Also, there's the uh, what's the name of library? Try to crazy. The John Hay Library. There's another place that may have some some information that maybe you could find with your uh, research skills. You could probably find stuff that I couldn't. Um, so yeah, yeah. Tomorrow morning we can take a fresh start, get a good night's sleep, hit the tunnels. See exactly where they leave. I want to insight check him. Okay. Uh, I I just something to me in in this conversation seems off. So I just you know I just want to insight check him. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't notice anything. I mean, okay. He seems to be genuine. I think it's so. just my uh, trying to convert one story lead to another. Okay, it's fine. Um, okay. Well, I guess that's what we'll do. I guess we'll uh, maybe head over to the library, Carrie. What do you think? Sounds like we'll plan. be back. All right. And and you're uh you you get a a, a text message. With the address of a hotel that you've been booked into, which is close by, so you don't have to worry about uh, you don't have to worry about you know finding a hotel. Well, I um, Carrie, do you have a cell phone? Uh, yes. Okay. I give him Carrie's cell phone number. Say, so, uh, if if anything happens, you know, this evening, later, whatever, any any anomalies or, or you know something, just just give us a call on this number here. Five right. five five two three eight six six two one. All right. And how many people right now listening are going to? Actually, there's nobody listening because they're not on Twitch. That's right. <laughs> so in the future, if this ever gets published, how many people do you think are going to dial that number? Probably none, but that's okay. None, because I said 555. Five, five. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that's why you picked that. Everybody knows that's not a number to dial. Well, but yeah, but you not- made the area code, not the three-digit prefix. But that's, well, next time I will make that. sure that I will put a real number out there. <laughs> there you go. We'll give them uh, I don't know, George Soros's cell phone number. No, I was actually going to look up Gabe's number. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cruel. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> It'd be better if they give him Chris's number. Oh, there we Ooh, go. And I actually have that one. <laughs> I can just hear, what the fuck are these people calling me for? <laughs> Who is this? 
What? I'm going to send you a nasty meme now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need to find a Harold uh, and Kumar found you in the ass prison meme to, to put in the chat. There we go. Um, <laughs> or cock meat sandwich, one of the two. Um, Both. Oh, there you go. All right, so where are you guys going to go? You have the, the rest of the day to do whatever you want to do. There's a Sears and Roebuck if you need to buy any more supplies. Uh, I, I really think we should just go uh, do research okay. on this place. Yeah. I mean, that's my thoughts. All right, so you can go to the library. And I actually have a picture of a library. This is an actual library. But Originally, this adventure was set in Providence, but I'm just making it the capital for now. Oh, I was going to say Hartford. So, you go to the library. And... Uh, So this library is actually at Brown University. The library was opened in 1910, and it's found on 20 Prospect Street. This library is a marble edifice in English Renaissance style and is already proving too small to adequately contain the enormous collection. The ground floor is public. The ground floor's public area consists of one long reading room with reference shells and periodicals. The mezzanine floor above the entrance is the Harris Room, with its two-story stack and inscribed fireplace. The third floor contains a rare book room, large exhibition area, and specialized collections, including the Ryder Collection of State History. So... What particularly are you going to research? Um, <laughs> the local newspapers. See if there's anything. Anything uh, weird? Yeah. Uh, then, then I will. Uh, I want to look into. Because um, you look in local newspapers, I want to look into more of uh, deeds. Architectural design, you know, type, you know, the, the building permits, the designs uh, of okay. that, just to get an idea of, you know, when, you know, how many, how many times has this property in this house been, quote unquote, officially modified, and then what I'll, I'll proceed into looking in a little bit into history, into the slaving and, you know, freedom and slave trade and that stuff. But I want to look first more focused on the uh, the building properties. All right. So give me each of you can give me an investigation check. All right. Uh, and when you're looking at old newspapers, like how far back are you looking? Let's see. Like recent history. Um, this is a pretty old house, so probably like pretty pretty early, I think. Okay. 1850, 1860, the house was there, right? 
Yeah. All right. So together, you guys, you know, pour through the stacks. Um, and then you go to the computers and you find everything you can. And combined, you you learn that the house at seventy nine Power Street was built by Elijah Winscott, an alleged slave trader, in seventeen ninety six. He lived in it briefly before becoming ill, at which point he retired to the countryside, where he died in 1811. Michael Winscott, Elijah's nephew, inherited the house. With the end of the slave trade, the family's various remaining business ventures, such as textile manufacturing and rum distilling, maintained a good portion of the family's wealth until after the Civil War. With the closing of the textile factory, the family's fortune steadily declined. Josh's widowed aunt Florence lived in it, you know, lived in Elijah Winscott's home until her recent death, when it was bequeathed to Josh. And so then, just sort of a general uh, history of, of slavery in, in the in the region. This was one of the most northern, most active northern colonies. Uh, to have a slave trade, and uh, despite the emancipation, emancipation began or begun during the revolution. The ownership of slaves continued until the 1840s. Originally, they were sold in the West Indies and brought here to work on plantations. Um, when Congress gave the trade expiration of 1806, the state served as the hungry slave markets of the South, uh, shipping as many slaves as they could as quickly as they could, um, which was really bad for them. There was somebody named John Brown who was tried in 1796 for violating the slave trade laws, but he was found not guilty. A year later, he was tried again, and his slave ship Hope was confiscated. The Brown family of Providence, or of the capital, had been sufficiently involved, successfully involved in the in the trade for decades, becoming one of the re region's most uh, prominent mercantile and political families. Over the years, the discovery of drainage tunnels and bricked-over cold storage rooms under some of the houses on College Hill stoked speculation that they are once used to smuggle slaves into the city after the laws were, were passed. In 1901, a cornerstone and nearby tunnel was rediscovered during renovations on the house of John Brown. The stone was inscribed with Brown's name and date of 1786 and appears to have stood at the entrance of a large tunnel um, running towards Benefit Street. It was wide enough for two grown men to crawl through. While the head architect dismissed it as a drainage conduit. The tunnel's discovery revived rumors that it may have once been used to smuggle slaves. So that's what you find at the, uh, pretty much with your travels at the or your investigations at the library. Okay. And there was another place. Um, the Anethium, which is like another 
place with a bunch of old documents that when Scott had mentioned that you could go to as well. I'm going to go check that out too. It's By the time you, you get through all this, it's probably getting close to dinner time. But this other place might be open for another hour or two. Oh, we'll go there first. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. All right. So give me some more investigation rolls. Are we on a computer? That kind of advantage, right? Because I'm really good at working on computers. Actually, yeah. Give me a a second a second roll because this will help you lead you to find something. All right. So you're you're going through. Um, you're going through the the archives, and you're able to find reference to a document, and then you you do eventually go find it, and there's a letter. And I share the letter with you. So this is dated January fifth, eighteen eleven, and it reads, "Dear Philip." It is with immeasurable sadness that I tell you that Elijah Winscott has passed from this world and is now in the loving arms of our Lord. We had all known that he was not in good health for some years in both his body and his spirit. He had made it most hard to know his, his troubles, for he had quit the company of his fellows. I did visit him in the country house where he had lived for some years now. As he lay in a sickbed, he broke his silence and told me a tale that I cannot properly reckon. I do not rightly know if I should tell you it now to you, but I know you would uh, greatly. Um, I know you worried greatly for our friend. This is kind of hard to read. Yeah, I know. I was trying to follow you. It's, it's hard to read. He recalled me that 15 years past, he had pondered how he might continue our trade, which had served us so well. The hateful laws against our livelihood and the troubles that beset good John Brown caused him no end of upset. Well, I remember, as you must, Elijah's character and speaking in the tavern during this time, we thought it idle fancy and too much drink. We all of us laughed to hear him speak of how we should dig tunnels beneath the town. We did not know then that it, that was not idle fancy altogether. We did not know that he had been making plans in secret. For when the cellar neath Elijah Winscott's house was laid, a tunnel was found. The tunnel did go close to the river. And it was no matter to dig it yet closer. He would use this passage to shepherd slaves to and from town. All had been set, and Elijah did not wait happy in his home for his men to bring him his slaves. But they did not come. When he began to wonder what had kept them, he and the men he had, uh, he had to hand went down to see what they might find. They found death. In, in straining voice, he told me parts of men strewn like rags across the tunnel. White man and slave alike. He could not be sure, for he did not linger. But he did not think that all of the men were accounted for. 
nor did he note anything of the slave women. But where could the others have gone? And what had come for them? The shadows of the caverns did not, or did seem to leer at him, keeping the mystery from him. Quickly he returned, and quickly he made walls of strong brick beneath his home and near the river to keep out whatever may be below. He knew no rest from that day forward, certainly not while he remained in that house. All we knew then was that he fell ill and spoke no more of schemes to thwart the laws. From his sickbed at the end of his life, he said that chasms plunged deep beneath the town. He had quit. He peered out his window at the swaying red maple trees and it seemed to calm. I can only think that this country house was some peace for him in his, as he breathed his last. May his hairs come to better fortune in that house than he. With serious theme, Jacob Bishop. So. So a question real quick. Um, this guy we're investigating, who, what, what, what was his name again? Sorry, was it Wiscott? Well, I mean, um, yeah, so, John, so jo- Josh Wiscott is like the descendant of Elijah Wiscott, who originally built the house, and the one who was, tra- was trafficking slaves to and from okay, uh, in okay. the tunnels, and who went nuts and died in the country. Okay, so that was his great-great-uncle, great-great-grandfather, or whatever it yes, was. something like that. So, mm. well, that's an interesting piece, Carrie. That was like that was like to get some bad news about these tunnels. Yeah, he probably shouldn't open them, or should we open them? 